Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Welcome, please, Hooverers. This one's a brilliant episode. I'm talking to a woke, lovely influencer, personal trainer and host of the excellent adulting podcast, Anoni. We both talk lightning fast, so sorry about that. Um, But in great news, it means we get shitloads of topics covered from the pros and cons of body positivity through to the highs and lows of pick and mix. Before we get into it, just a heads up, there are loads of brilliant live hooverings that I would love to see you at. Also, I'm previewing my new stand-up show, Hench, all over the country, in case you're about. The next ones of both, actually, I really want you at, are the last weekend of March in Glasgow. 29th, I'm doing a preview, and 30th, there's a hoovering live, part of the amazing uh, Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Um, But there are loads of them, and for the live hooverings, see the podcast notes on this episode's Acast page. And for live hooverings and a list of all my gigs and previews go to my website jessicafostq.com also 
If you'd like discount tickets to some of those live hooverings, check out patreon.co.uk forward slash the hoovering pod. It's where in exchange for some very cool rewards that are getting cooler all the time, like uh, extra content and guest recipes and stuff like that. Um, you swap in a few bucks a month, whatever you can afford, the more things you get per the upper the higher bucks but I do uh catch-ups on there that I don't do anywhere else little videos and stuff like that um I would be so grateful if you've got any spare money if you would become one of my patrons and if you are one of my patrons a special great big juicy thank you to you so to the podcast Anoni and me are having some lunch that I scrambled together at my place it's a corn fillet burger because they started doing vegan stuff, so I thought we'd try one. Amazing. And then this salad is a wintry salad, which is not very salady weather. It's February. But um, fuck it. It's all winter stuff in it. And um, we, I first had it, my friend Sam made it on a boxing, like a boxing day party. Mm. So we always call it boxing day salad. It looks neat. It's, very, it's an Ottolenghi one, isn't it? It is it's an Ottolenghi one. Could you tell just from... Yeah. Oh no, I sent you, you a link to it. Yeah. I was like, whoa. So his like chef's voice is so clear that like you can tell it's not a language, it's from the ingredients. Yeah, but it does colours. you can tell because they do have like a hundred ingredients. Yeah. Like, I always get the the menu the recipe up and I think I'm gonna make that and then I just end up making it but like 10% of the stuff in it so it's actually not that at all yeah he's got a new book out called Simple because he's kind of taking the piss out of himself for exactly that and in the introduction it is he's like he laughs at himself for how complicated it is so good though I'm Um, excited about this Tabasco lovely Tabasco have sent me some presents because they've got 150 I think they might be 150 years old yes really so they brought out a special edition for 150 years with it in a gold box. That's really posh. I know, I'm excited. Mild to that's interesting. I know, that, I know. And you sort of think, well... It defeats the points, isn't it? Is it? But I like, I think I've had it by accident before. Oh, it's really? It's a green one, and it's nice. I do, yeah. I do love tobacco. I love that chipotle, I'm not sure if I'm ever saying it right. I like smoked anything. Yeah, agreed. But I like, I think I really like the mild one, because you can really taste the pepper. I only get more flavour. Mm, I think I haven't had Tabasco for a while. I used to have it on my eggs in the morning quite a lot, which is really good. it out for sriracha. Or Why do I have that? How did you know? What happened? It's just fashion. Was, was it a cultural shift? Yes, it was. Because I go through a lot of sriracha with my boyfriend as well. I think it's got more sugar and it's got garlic in as well, so yeah. it's delicious. And also, you get, you acclimatise, you, don't you? Because I remember the first time I had it, I thought, oh, that is that looks like a bottle of champagne. They made it look like a bottle of champagne for 150 that years. Oh, we've got to take a little pick of that. Sorry. I no, that is then. great. No, don't worry. Oh, yeah, I was just saying you acclimatised to it. So I remember the first one I had sriracha, I thought it was really spicy, and now you can kind of have half the bottle. Just drink it. <laughs> it doesn't touch the sides. <laughs> really good. Okay, so um, the salad in it is celeriac, red onion, apples, and then some chilli and some quinoa and Amazing. some coriander and some poppy seeds. I'm so excited. I hope it's nice. I, I am starving, but I have eaten quite a lot, but I stupidly had my breakfast really early. And I oh, should never so do that. Because yeah. then I want lunch at like 10. Oh, tell me about it. But also, I mm. talk about it a lot on this podcast, but I've, I'm so bad at, um, at starting a podcast and then when it gets to the eating bit, just... He's just throwing it in or being like, can, actually, can we just pause it for a minute? Because it turns out I'm really hungry now. <laughs> so I've eaten. So I've, I've... That always happens though. Do you ever have a day where you're so busy you don't get a minute to eat and you think, God, I'm not even hungry? And then you start eating and you're like, fuck, I'm I was starving. I was absolutely yeah. starving, yeah. Oh, I wonder why I was being such a prick. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's the root of all my awfulness is hunger. Yeah. Mm. This is good. It's okay, right? It's so tangy. 
Mm. And then if you mix the chicken, what's it called? A fillet. What are they called? This corn, corn chicken, uh, corn breaded fillets. If you mix it with the salad, you know, I don't think I wouldn't know it was chicken because when you buy a chicken nuggety looking thing anyway, yeah, that's not good. chicken anyway, is it? No. Fake chicken. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I've got a friend who calls their nuggets nugs. Just a little nugs. Very little affectionate. Nug. Taking a picture of the inside of this fillet. I actually think that's a good job on that. They've done all right. What is corn when it's at home normally? Oh, I really don't know. Actually, I was reading it. It's got a fancy name, what's in this. Is mm. it not soy? It's quite nice. Um, so... It's called Mysoprotein, mm. which has got a little TM next to it, so it's obviously like some brand of fake chicken. Okay. 56%. That is most of what it is. So unless they're going to tell us what a Mysoprotein is, it's obviously just a genetically engineered plant protein. Because I remember eating corn when Musty I was little, though, and it wasn't that great, was it? No. Do you oh, remember no, the corn mints from, like, years ago? So rough, all grey. Yeah. And, like, I, dissolved. Yeah, I tried that for a bit, and that didn't, wasn't great. I think they've really upped their game. Mm. It's got sage and sage extract. Mm. They didn't trust sage alone. <laughs> paprika extract. Just stick paprika in corn. You're making yeah. life very hard for yourself. Yeah, no, I'm quite impressed with that. I am impressed as well. That's great. Just in case people don't know, but could you say what, what, what it is you do and Oh, stuff? yeah. Okay. So, I am... Well, I hate this. Technically, what I would do if you looked at my page, it looks like I'm an influencer, which is what the word is. Yeah. Well, you are if you are. Yeah, but I hate it. But what I realised is... Why do people hate it so because much? Because it, it, it connotates, it implies that you sell people diet shakes right, and yeah, yeah. Um, are like a Kardashian-esque wannabe. Or that you're negative in what you influence. Yeah, or... but then I realised that actually having influence is quite cool and if you can influence yeah. people to be nice or whatever, then that's yeah. fine. But it's just the word in of itself. If yeah. you say that to someone, they just look at you and think, you're a dick. Yeah, fine. And that you sell out and sell loads of stuff. <clears throat> so there's that. And then I'm qualified PT which I do which happened kind of after I started my Instagram so I thought I need to be qualified to okay. talk about fitness and it's kind of gone the other way now I've got a podcast which is more about like socio-political stuff which is what I'm interested in because my degree was like English Lit okay. so I went back to front mm. in everything I did I kind of did something that was I went from being like a, a smoker that went out all the time was n- hated exercise at school yeah. and then did it, you hate PE? oh my god I hated it did you? I went to a really sporty school and never went I used to run away and smoke all the time <laughs> <laughs> I did recreational trampolining we used to drink cups of tea with this teacher who's really sweet but she was really fat and it was just me that used to turn up so we used to just drink tea <laughs> and that's all I did I never did any sport and it was literally the sportiest school in the world I did both I, I like I what there was a geology teacher who used to let us smoke in his shed oh, amazing it was just they were uh, the best there was just four wrong'uns at a time allowed in his shed <laughs> chain smoking rollies at break times you weren't allowed until you were in a sick form but then mm. you could tuck in all, but what the shed was really used for was the model train that went round the edge of the school. So it would be dweebs that were interested in building a model train. It's quite a small cross-section of people then. Yeah. <laughs> and not necessarily, like, the most natural social no. bedfellows. That's bad, um, though. But also, I really like PE. But never just, like, never just exercise for sake of exercise. I hated that. Yeah. It had too. to be a sport or something fun. See, I think because my school was so sporty and I wasn't... I was too shy to apply myself. I mm. then was like, I'm oh, shit. And it was so competitive that right. it lost, there wasn't any fun in it. Yeah, fair But enough. now I'm really upset because I would love to be playing sport. Mm. 
I do sometimes go to netball with some of my girls in school, funny enough, who do, like, but it's really far away. So mm. I'm going to set up another netball team because that's so fun now you're older. So fun. And we're taller. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm that much taller. But it is it is really good fun. I just think sport's great for you, but I think I did it with the, one of my friends, Jazz, who's like an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Not like. She is an Olympic athlete. Um, we did a podcast about how women only really get into sport or exercising when it's due to fat loss. Whereas yeah. guys all the time are like, let's go kick a ball around. Or like, yeah, all of their fun. fun is surrounded usually with exercise. Yeah. And women isn't. It's really sad. It's really sad, isn't it? And it starts at school from a very young age. God, I used to, lo- I used to love sports in teams and stuff. Mm. And tennis. I, I was really sporty. But I think back sometimes now and think I always took on quite... Um, quite low state I always had the low status like part like in netball I was wing defence and in football I was a right back mm. like I never made I made sure there's never too much pressure on me it hockey I was in goal I mean that, that is, is fun, seriously then. like you barely move and you're just covered in padding <laughs> but that's so helmets. fun it's sports such an important thing I think for like learning how to be in teams and stuff I think that's mm. funny enough that's why I got into the gym though because there was no one you didn't I didn't know if I was shit because I'm the mm. only one doing it which yeah, what I loved yeah. about weight training because I was like you don't know. There's no one there it, like to compare to. Yeah. And I love that. But now I'm going the other way. Now, now I can actually. I'm actually fitter. I'm like sport would be fun. Yeah, 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 it's true. I remember going. I remember being very unfit, thirteen year old, and going skiing for the first time and really hating it, hating the competitive element of it as well. Mm. But liking the apres ski, so going again and again. And I went once when I was sixteen. I was a bit fitter and loved it. Mm. But also it was just Canada, and I think it was nicer. So, the PT side of things, well, everything that you do, um, I suppose I asked to everyone, um, how does what you do for a job affect how you eat? But actually, <laughs> I'm so used to talking to comedians who then just tell me about the types of pasties they have to make do with in the middle of the night. But for you, I imagine there's an inordinate amount of pressure to appear to be the perfect mixture of caring and not caring. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. But I, would, I feel a similar I, pressure. I would also say that I've gone the other way. So I came from really di- like I say disordered eating, and I was like, I never had an eating disorder. But realistically, I spent myself sick right after every lunch break. So that probably is an eating disorder, isn't it? Yeah, but I think you're it, probably. I was yeah. like, no, it never happened. But that's because I think all of my girlfriends, mm-hmm. we all did it, and no yeah. one was worried about it. Like you could tell someone yeah. in the middle of the day, and they'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like no one cared. Um, <clears throat> and I used to binge, eat, and I was so unaware of like. Do your parents ever knew? Um, no, my mum did know. She told me off once because really? she used to be like, "You're making yourself sick," but she also didn't know what to. Yeah. Also, I never lost weight, so yeah. it was never worrying because <laughs> I was still quite chubby. So I think because it didn't work, I think had I got very skinny. Exactly the same. I think they were like, "Well, it's, she's lost her teeth, but at least she's not too she's skinny." Not, that's the yeah. problem. That's the thing. So I think because it wasn't visibly showing, they were like, "We're well, not doing any oh, harm, is she?" So, because it's, I think that, that like I'm not. I'm still pretty young, but when my age group, I don't think anyone was that fussed about the mental aspect of no. it. I need to talk that that's quite worrying. Mm. It was more like, well, you haven't reached a goal yet, so yeah. keep going. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you need to do. But I would watch, um, yeah, an advert for Ribita, and they'd be like, Ribita's really healthy, so I'd eat two packets of Ribita. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. you think, you read something's healthy, and it's we're just so misguided, so that's what I'd... So that took me ages, and then I did... um went to uni, had a really horrible boyfriend, mm. it's a bit abusive, and then I got a personal trainer, because I was like, me and you, me, going to do, I don't know, change myself up. Mm. Then got really into training, cool. but when you first get into it, and I had a personal trainer who was like a transformation coach, who put me on like, no food. I heard you talk about this in your podcast. Yeah, so I just got so lean, I was like, this is amazing, I'm so into fitness, and that's when my Instagram started, and the minute I stopped with him, I yeah. just 
put it on again because I was yeah. eating nothing. Yeah. And that's when my whole journey with food started and I went to extremes and then now I have such a good relationship with food. Brilliant. But you can't, I can't talk about it on Instagram because if I post a salad, I'm promoting eating yeah. disorders. If I post cake, I'm being irresponsible. So I just, it's very hard to talk about food. It's fascinating, isn't I used it? to talk about food so much, but now you don't know who's reading it and you don't know what they're going to take from it. and Whether they might copy it or whether yeah. they might think, right, if that's, then I can do less than that or whatever or mm. something worse and worse and worse. I've um, similarly become way more aware than I ever thought I, well, I think when I started this podcast I was like it just I just you know I love eating and I want to start a podcast that celebrates that because I think everybody's got such fun stories and yeah fascinating opinions when it comes to it's something people are so passionate about and how it conjures such great memories but now you know a year in I think that comes with an enormous responsibility in terms of output there's so much noise when it comes to how people mm. should eat on social media, that I feel kind of, I feel bombarded. And I hardly follow anyone, well, you know. I follow yeah. people I find interesting. I don't necessarily follow people I agree with. I don't know, at one point I thought, well, maybe I won't post pictures of stuff I'm making for the podcast. Maybe I'll just put, like, their finished plates. To show that, yeah. yeah. And I do that sometimes as well. But then I was like, well, people are really interested in what it tastes like and stuff. And I think to some extent I've just got to trust people to know that I'm just... It's all just from a place of the joy I of eating and well, the love of eating. Yeah, your premise of your podcast is different, though, so it's fine because you're yeah. not being instructive. It's quite... I'm not, and it's not even necessarily pro-healthy. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just food in general. But where it gets difficult is when you get people who are, you know, saying that they're nutritionists or whatever. And they're not, see, that's another mm. thing. I'm not a nutritionist qualified. So right, when you yeah, start yeah. talking about food, it's normally anecdotal, but then someone takes it the wrong way. But then mm. you get people who are qualified nutritionists who suddenly go off-key and start posting really weird diets but the thing is with posting about diets it's so subjective mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter what the facts are there's this guy that I won't name just because he's probably trying to tear me down but he talks about stuff which is true like to lose weight you need to do xyz and what he's saying is facts he's got no nuance no understanding of the fact that everything's so subjective yeah that it's really fucking unhelpful and yeah. what we've been trying to do for years like in the industry that I do work in is to, like strip it back and really make people realize they can eat intuitively and to enjoy food and like yeah. there's no there's no morals on foods and he's just undoing everything. Yeah. But there's so many people that love that narrative because he's like sweary and it's black and white and it's obvious. But it's weird how polarizing it is. But also you're right, it's so political. Mm -hmm. Everyone I know, everyone woman especially I've ever met has got some weird relationship with food. Yeah. Since through the podcast, through a load of therapy, through some some really interesting training and stuff, weight training and things like that, I've kind of found but mainly sort of discovering intuitive eating and really taking about a year to be like, oh no, I mean, it's, it is, it's the, it's the way forward like, yeah. it, and the way backwards. Like, you know, yes. it's, it's what we've come from and what we should go back to. And also it just means you free up so much of your life if you just oh go God. with what it is you want and, and, and don't actually, and, and stop when you're full, but also you don't have to, you know, whatever. Like if you just stop caring a bit, if you're lucky enough to have access to healthy foods and like them. But the other thing is, I think, it's the thinking about it that's the problem. Realistically, if you weren't taught that food is so scary, yeah. none of us would have problems with it. Yeah. It's only because it's drilled into us from such a... My mum will always say, I think I said something at Christmas, really not meaning anything, just like, oh, I feel like I've gotten a bit of weight, my jeans are a bit small. Mm. But wasn't I wasn't worried. It was just a comment. It mm -hmm. wasn't like a bad or good. And she went, oh, just stop eating bread. I was like, first of all, that's why I don't care that I've got... It doesn't matter. I'm just eating because it's mm. Christmas. I'm moving less. It's cold. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
But she was so stressed and she went, oh, just stop. No, it's the bread. And I'm like, it's not the bread. Bread is fine. You can eat bread. But And then you get into the conversations about, like, I'm trying to explain calories to her because there's certain things you have to break down and build it back up, mm. which is what I did. So I think you all, everyone needs to be taught about nutrition. We need to break it back down into numbers. But then you can get stuck there. And that's you never really get taught it at school. No, like, you don't. a bit more in-depth about it at school. But then I get worried, what about, yeah, because I think, like, if I'd grown up in the My Fitness Pal era, mm. which I don't use now, but oh, did before, God, yeah. if that had existed at school, my eating disorder probably would have worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty awful thing to say. No, it is. You know I mean? Well, no, but at school, I've spoken about it on this podcast, at school, with me and my friendship group, I'm still friends with them, my, some of my dearest women, um... We still joke about it all the time. We would regularly say, oh, I wish I could be anorexic. Same. I would love to be anorexic. Same. We didn't glamorise bulimia as much. It just didn't have that. There was something about, like, it just seemed to, I don't know, it was easy to glamorise as a teenager. And I know adults who still do. I would be like, I wish I had the willpower to be anorexic, but I just can't do it. Exactly. That's it was about the bulimia because I could eat. The willpower, the, the self-control mm. to starve yourself to death. But it's funny because I then have friends who are... I remember at school, the ones that I thought had weird relationship with foods were actually the ones that just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I'd be like, how, well, why do you not care? Or well, they'd stop eating. That used to weird yeah. me out because I'd never stop. <laughs> I know. It's boggling, isn't it? It is funny. We've got straight into it. Yeah, sorry. Straight into the juicy stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I think since kind of, uh, I think since having a, a kind of revelation about how much happier you can be if you just eat intuitively within reason but or also, just care a bit less yeah. do you know what I mean and just not stress about it not really give a fuck whatever and, and take your time getting there and have times where you can't do it and have times when you can then um, I found now that my tolerance of those bits of conversation like you were saying you have with your mum yeah has gone way down and I don't know whether it's an oversensitivity because I don't want to be and I hate the word so I'm not going to say it but I don't want to be upset by it mm. I, I don't know if I'm triggered um, I don't really can't because it's I got told off using triggered in the wrong... Oh, maybe that context. But it's triggering people who actually need trigger warnings. Yes, exactly. Right. So someone who might have suffered some kind yeah. of abuse, etc. Yeah. But ultimately, I think if you've had any disordered eating, then a conversation or something you see could perhaps... But, but I don't like the word anyway, because I think it just gets But I think it's around, like, it's like with feminism, though. Once you're woke to something, yeah. you can't unsee it. Yes, exactly. And then you get, so things irritate me that shouldn't irritate me, like a man holding open the door when you know they're doing it because they're being a bit gross. You've put like, it in the perfect way. Once you're woke to something, <laughs> or just once you're yeah. educated about something... Then you just can't unsee it. That's yeah. what happens. Because I feel like that. And you want to correct everyone, but actually some battles are worth just leaving it's sometimes better not to have the argument i know but then where do i draw the line Mm. in terms of self-protection because i feel like at christmas my i'll bloody say it my uncle's girlfriend came over and they're so lovely um and very eccentric and really good fun but she was on a diet when she first came over Surprise, surprise, she's absolutely tiny. Right, um, yeah. Super fit, you know, massive, like, horse rider, like, rears animals. She's super outdoors, fit, super fit, uh, etc. But she was on this kind of very strict meat and raw green stuff only right. um, diet. Each their own, whatever. But we were, everyone was a bit like, dude, it's Christmas. Yeah. But what was... I'm fine with that, but... It was all she wanted to wang on about. Mm. It was like her news. And so you have one evening where it gets talked about quite a lot. And then you go into the next day and in the afternoon some people come over and she sits down with someone who she's just met and starts telling them about it. And and definitely from a place of, you should be doing this too. And it's like, oh, I can't bear it. I just have to start leaving the room. You're like, I get to see this person once a year if I'm lucky. 
But I can't listen to that shit anymore. Not without getting angry. Yeah. So probably the safest thing to protect myself and the social situation is to fuck off out of it. But the other problem is it's Drayden, but also there are so many people out there who still think that to be skinny is the only way to be. It is weird though, because I've noticed that when I follow more <coughs> body positive accounts, I started to try to change my Instagram, so I was following more people that were talking, not necessarily body positive, but just yeah, yeah. more body neutral or just not about losing weight. And it's amazing how quickly you suddenly forget that that even exists. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't spend time really with people who are like that because everyone in my my side of the industry is very much like anti-diet culture. Well, me neither. About... Comedians, weirdly, as a rule, are pretty woke on Yeah, yeah. But then you suddenly spend time with like a few other girlfriends and really quite quickly, mm-hmm. you suddenly start to think, God, being skinny is really Yeah, we're valuable. in a bubble. We're in a yeah. really, really liberal, yeah. elite, like elite's a horrible word, a media bubble. Yeah. We're in a, we're, we're all And think you think everyone thing. thinks that and they don't. Hello. I'm interrupting myself quickly just to say an extra special thank you to those of you who are my patrons. That's the people who swap money for um, rewards like discount tickets and stuff like that. I'm going to update those rewards quite soon. I think $20 bracket needs a bit of a revamp. All that stuff's going to happen over the next month. But I put like video updates and stuff like that on there that I won't put anywhere else. So there's lots of exclusive content. If you've got any spare money, I'd love you to consider it. Go to patreon.com co.uk forward slash the hoovering pod but I'm doing this uh, message especially to say I just want to say a special thanks to those of you already on there Um, because of your financial help a practical thing that I've actually done finally is buy myself um, some snazzy new microphones so you are hopefully going to have a better sound quality of podcast from now on every listener is and that is entirely thank you to you my patrons so thank you thank you thank you enjoy the rest of the podcast what do you think about the whole Jamila Jamil thing fascinated um by it all I would love to talk to her I think it's amazing what she's doing yeah and I could easily leave it there however I can absolutely see the point of view of fat people who are furious that (laughs) their movement's been commandeered Mm. by someone who is (laughs) <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think you just see it as part of two separate movements. I agree. I don't think she's purporting to be a fat activist no. or a fat liberation warrior. I don't think she is. I think she's saying for people who work in acting and modelling, mm. there's there, there's a ton of lies and also we should stop being sold stuff that makes you shit yourself. Yes. And I think if that's her end game, and she can reach out to people so far and wide... Yeah. And be quite inspirational. I think what she's doing is amazing. However, I have seen some very funny stand-up from people like Jade Adams, etc., yeah. who are like kind of saying like, "Oh fuck off! How can you speak for people like about body positivity when you have got the perfect body?" Well, you're I just think, saying, yeah. oh, but it, hey, it's fine to have my perfect body because it was effortless, yeah. which is a fair point. But really. it's true because I think what it is, it's the problem of the body positivity part of mm. it. It's because that does me. I remember when it first came out, we all, me and my girlfriend, so who at the time I was tiny as well, we all started saying it. Yeah. And then I realised what it was and I was like, oh shit, that's not for me to take. Yeah. It might, you might be able to feel body positive, but that is now coined as a term which belongs to a certain group of people. Yeah. So you just can't, but so that's where my issue lies. And, um, that's why I think you've got to be careful because she can talk about all the things she's talking about, but you can't just take that space. And I've got a friend who's a woman of colour and she was like, I get why what she's doing, but I'd rather her talk about race. Yeah. That makes sense to me. That's yeah, a space yeah, yeah. that she could really occupy and do some difference. But she It's strange really that someone who's physically, <laughs> you know, the Hollywood ideal yeah. is taking up the mantle as an ally for people yeah. who are 
not getting work because they're not her size. And it's a bit like somebody who's really, really beautiful being like, you don't have to wear makeup though. I don't wear makeup and like no one else has to wear it and I'd never wear foundation so I'm... And it's like, you don't have really bad acne that people are mean to you about. And that's... (laughs) It's it's just... I think it's ever so slightly... No, because I do think what she's doing is really good and it's like... It's like that thing. It's of, coming from a good place. Yeah, you know, but then she's definitely I do, not a baddie. No. It's just whether she's thought through <clears throat> um who she's speaking for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then that is that's the other conversation. It's so nuanced because for instance, I might want to talk about having a bad body image day. Mm-hmm. That could be so damaging to so many people, but then there'll be women who are like models who would look at me and think, You look like absolute shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's so many levels you don't know who's reading it. So some days I'll do a post where I'll be like, I feel so good about myself and like and I do wonder if someone who's like unbelievably good looking looks and goes fucking cocky <laughs> you know what I mean you know what I mean because it's so funny you just don't it's just only only a woman could think like that they'd be like oh I've appeared a bit confident and yeah. now I'm shedding myself I know that's so um, bad? it's ridiculous also it I think funny. it's very interesting when you've come like both of us have into industries that require being looked at yeah. but that's a kind of byproduct. it's not yeah. you know you don't if you're into fitness or you're into comedy and then you're you have a social media profile because of that people think well then they want to be looked yeah. at and through a lens fuck off I don't this is why I'm doing podcasts I literally I said it. to my I was like I, I really can't wait until course. I just have to I want you to hear me but I don't I can't be I have to post a picture myself every day do you know how fucking training that is when you don't want to take pictures? I couldn't do it it's ridiculous yeah and it is really, my mum and sister were like this is a joke I was like can you get I need a bikini brand sent me a bikini I was like can you take a picture of me in this bikini and I was like, oh no, it's not quite right. And they're like, what is wrong with it? I was like, it just needs to be ever so slight. I don't care. If it was my, I've got another personal account that has like mm-hmm. 300 followers, just my friends. I would post any picture you take of me on there. Yeah. But when it's work, it's a complete, it makes you desensitised to your body mm-hmm. and so critical, but in a, not in a way that affects me day to day, but the way that I then analyse is weird how it detracts. I can't really explain it. And my mum and sister were like, that's just so weird. But I was like, but it's part of the job because you almost sell your body in a way, like you decommodify your relationship with yourself. Yeah. I can't really explain it. It's You're really explaining good. it really perfectly. I just think it's a a very, 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 very complicated area. I'm trying to write some stand-up about it at the moment that is on the right side of history, whilst at the same time admitting how much I hate having to look at myself in photographs and videos when I'm being myself. Mm. I happily watch myself acting things. I don't care. I'll play grotesque. I'm not, I'm not prideful. It's not a vanity thing. I cannot bear... I don't want to have... I just feel like it's a very human reaction and it's quite there's something quite unhuman about the rise of social media and the selfie and all of that in the, in our kind of and also I think maybe feminism's asking a little step too far from me it's it's fine to ask me to want to be able to look in the mirror and think mm. that will fucking do yes and I will go about my day I feel sexy Sundays I feel not Sundays I give a shit like I don't I really genuinely have never cared much about my appearance and I find yeah. it annoying that the better I do it in my career the more I kind of this pressure on me is to also that's why I do a podcast I mean I've got any makeup on mate yeah I'm clean I've had a shower um anyway I um <laughs> I, I fine I think that's right and that's empowering and we should be able to be confident enough on ourselves that we can clock ourselves and go yep yeah. do, or fit even whatever anything from that will do up Ask me to look at photos of myself. Ask me to look at someone else's perception of myself captured in a moment of time. Kiss my dick. Yeah. You're asking too much. I, I don't know, know how you mean. do that. Every because day. you're Because when you see yourself in the mirror, you stand in a way that you've always stood and you've yeah. always positioned yourself. And you're right. When someone captures you, 
I, do you ever, have you ever gone, is that what I look like? And they say yes, and you're like, what? Pardon? <laughs> My sister took a picture of me and I was like, this is awful. She's like, that's what you look I was like, do I look like that? She said, yeah. And I thought, fuck, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't. Because you do carry yourself in a way that's really yeah. personal to you. And the other thing I think that's too far is the whole self-love, body positive, like the yeah. loving your body thing, I think is actually just a bit bullshit. Like, yeah. just like your body, just accept it, it yeah. for doing shit. But Be I'm grateful like, to it. What really kills me is the people that are like, I love my scars, and I love it. It's like, fine, you can love it, but you're just drawing more attention to it. <laughs> I love my cellulite. Although, do a video like, or a picture saying, I wasn't going to post this photo because I thought um, rolls and my fingernails are too long and my eyelashes are wonky, but I've done it. And it's like, but you haven't, because you've pointed out all the problems. If you really didn't care, you would have just put the picture up you and not signed to go, I know it's because I used to do this when I was younger. I used to tell everyone almost before I started talking that I knew I was fat. Because oh, I was like, if I say God. it, yeah. you can't say it. And I know, because the worst thing would be <laughs> you thinking that I didn't know. But I wasn't even fat either. But you know that yeah. kind of weird... And social media does it all the time, the, like, Instagram versus reality. And it's like, well, they're both reality. Because if you can look like that, you do look like that. Yeah. You're not You're not as pretty as your best picture, and you're not as ugly as your shittest picture. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's not reality. But either way, the conversation is always about women's bodies. Even when we're talking about being body positive or, or we're talking about you know changing the way we look at food it always just comes down to the fact that we're still fucking talking about the same shit mm. and men are out there doing really cool stuff and we're wasting time just talking about women's bodies yeah. no matter what you do say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tell me about the time you ate something out of awkwardness or embarrassment. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think that would ever be, happen with me. Oh, really? You're quite good at getting afraid. I don't like that. No, I just eat oh, it. Oh, you like it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just never ever 
I, I don't think there's anything I've ever eaten and thought oh, that's awful. Oh really? I don't think so. Just gotta get through it. I would just eat. I just wouldn't even think about the fact. that... I think my brain has just never gone. You might not like this. I just yeah. eat it, and then after I've eaten it, I think, oh, mm. that wasn't amazing. But it yeah. doesn't happen before before I eat it. It's like an after evaluation. It's so true as well. <laughs> that thing of like, no, oh, I can't remember if we said it on the podcast or earlier, but that when you're eating something and you're like, and you finish it all, and then you're like, I'm so sure. That's really really average. <laughs> yeah. Actually. That thing is yeah. Like, really sort of soggy or whatever and they'll be like but you've eaten it all up and you're like well yeah. I was really hungry yeah but also I think that's part of like seeing food as fuel ultimately mm. you're like I'm not going to need this it's not so bad that I'd rather be hungry something would have to be so disgusting yeah that I'd rather be hungry and also I think I've got a bit of it kind of like a rebellion towards the time when I thought I couldn't eat stuff yeah very deep down mm-hmm. some of it is me going no eat it yeah because it's I'm still I have such a good relationship with you but I was wondering why I do that and it's not binging, because I did binge as well, but it's mm-hmm. not binge eating, but it's just an awareness that you can eat something. Because the more you get used to... The best thing I ever did was taking away the moral value of food. Yeah. And I couldn't have peanut butter in the house without eating the whole jar. I didn't know yeah, how... Yeah. I either had it or couldn't have it in the house. So learning that you can have a piece of toast peanut butter, and then you might end up having four more pieces of toast peanut butter, and no one's going to die. absolutely fine, yeah. It took years of doing this, slowly reintroducing things into yeah. the house. And then now... God, I did it today. I had peanut butter in my porridge this morning... Lush, yeah, thanks very much. And then I had a, a smoothie, and I was like, "Oh, that's too, that's too." Oh, and I was like, "Fucking put it in, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Stick it in. And then once you have it, then you don't binge, and that's the best bit. So, because yeah, I think if you ever restrict yourself in a normal environment, yeah. that's when you go and do your little secret binge. When you turn down dessert at dinner, I then you'd, I'd be like, "I'm just gonna have the chicken Caesar salad everywhere." This is at sixteen. It's so sad. We'd be an ask, and I'd have the chicken Caesar salad. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> and then you'd be so hungry, I'd go and end up eating like a whole tub of clotted cream ice cream in the freezer. I hope my mum wasn't going to come downstairs because you yeah. you restrict and you binge, and it's like an elastic band. You pull it back, and eventually it'll snap. Yeah. So if you learn to try and eat when it's appropriate to be eating, yeah, and not saying no, yeah, then you'll be fine when it comes to yeah, yeah, yeah. the weird secret eating. Although I think I'm far, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very much in recovery in the sense that I just don't care. But I don't think I ever did about binging. But I'll have times where I'm like, oh, I've got an overwhelming desire. I'll eat something that was really nice, and then I'll be like, I've got an overwhelming desire to eat exactly the same mm. thing again, even though I do know I'm full. But I will ask myself the question of why do you want that then? And I'll be like, well, it's because you're stressed about where you're going, yeah. what, where you've been from, or this isn't playing on your mind, all that. And I'll work it all out. And sometimes I'll still go, I'm okay. going to have another one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do, <laughs> I do eat in excess, but I haven't properly binge eaten. Is that binge it? For ages, but I used to, me and my girlfriends, we would not eat that much in the week, go on a night out. I swear the night out was just so we'd be hungover the next day so we could yeah. eat. But as in... Get a Domino's at like 10 a.m. Mm. and then go to the shop and buy a pack of this. Go back to shop. I like it was like a food challenge. Yeah. And I used to do that all the time. And I used to look forward to it. And now, the idea of that, I would eat a pizza, but I probably wouldn't then eat a tub of Ben and Jerry's. And mm. that idea, I'm not interested in it. And it's nothing to do with the food. It must be something to do with the. I don't know what I was trying to do. Just listening to it's yourself. Really weird, actually, like, that will make you feel like shit. Eventually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm in my tongue. Let's ask you some silly ones. Five okay. second rule. Oh yeah, always. Okay. I'd, any any rule, anything. What was the best thing you ate in Australia when you were there? Because they're supposed to have great oh, stuff food wise. They did. We did have really good food. Oh, do you know what? It was the last night, and we were trying to go to an Indian restaurant, but there was no booze. So obviously, we were all up to left. We'd sat down. <laughs> 
woman was like, you can't have alcohol. And where we were sitting, everyone was like, BYOB. Uh, oh, so we're walking and we see we've got the two kids with us. It's me and my two okay. sisters and my mum. How we, old are the kids? At five and three. Right. And it was the last night, and me and Emmy, the worst aunties ever, so we bought them ice cream and chocolate, and they were losing their minds. Oh, no. And my sister didn't want to bring them out for dinner, but we were like, please, we might not see them again. Oh. So we went, and then this guy walked down the road, and was like, oh, there's an amazing Turkish restaurant. It doesn't look like much, but trust me, it's the best thing ever. And it was unbelievable. Ooh. The chicken was so... I don't know what... They, it was almost like thigh meat, but in, like, chicken breast-sized chunks. Whoa! It was amazing. And, like, all the breads and sauces. And it was just so delicious, because it was, it was just a bit of a rundown. It was like a kebab mm. shop yeah. that had seats out the back. But the food really? was unbelievable. And because it was so unexpected... Because we had a few posh dinners out there as well, which were nice, but you know they're going to be nice if yeah. you're paying for it. Oh, this, it's so much better when it's a bit Oh, my of a God, surprise. it was amazing. And there was so much of it as well. No one finished their food, so I obviously then was eating yes. everyone. But it's the bread and the dip. And I like, I like, I love small plates because I like trying lots of different things. Mm. I could never have just like a big bowl of carbonara would really bore me. Oh, yeah. But like loads of flavour I really enjoy. I said, oh, yeah, but I would love a big bowl oh, of would you? I think I'd, well. I would eat it, but I'd get bored. Right. Because it's oh, quite samey. So it depends entirely on my mood. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah, I love that. I really love Turkish food. I met someone, mm. I just met someone for a meeting in a place recently and I had to have the breakfast. They had this, like, eggs with yoghurt. <gasps> Turkish eggs is one of my most favourite. They do a really good place near where I live in a place with Turkish eggs. And it's, like, that meal yogurt. alone is enough for me to mm. be like, 100% <clears throat> veganism ain't for me. Oh, I know. I wasn't very vegan at all out there. No. No. Well, we've but had they, a vegan lunch today. So. Oh, yeah. They do actually have a really big vegan scene, but my mum and sister are those people that are like, I'm not sure about vegan food because they don't... My, my cousin's vegan. This is the best. And he invited his mum around for a roast dinner. And she said... Um, he was like... She was like, oh, sure, I'll just bring my own roast then. Yeah. And he was like, well, no, you'll just have the same as us, but just without the meat. And she was like, I don't think I want vegan vegetables. Because <laughs> she thought, like, she obviously thought there was some, like, religious yeah. ceremony or something that you did to the food. And there's a comedian called Carl Donnelly <laughs> whose parents did exactly that at Christmas. Really? They refused to come at Christmas. <gasps> and then when he persuaded them, because he said how upset he was by that, they brought their own ready meals, <gasps> microwave ready meals, and then they wouldn't even put his vegetables with them because of exactly that. They were like, I don't want your vegan vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> That is really funny. But then it's also the other thing that's killing me is everyone thinks veganness just means automatically healthy. No, you so have people, to be so careful yeah. to supplement all the right stuff. Yeah. You have to be really... Don't, I mean, you're the one, actually, with you've got more nutritional now than me. I, I think you... Love the word don't you, have, you have to go out of your way in terms of calcium and B12 and stuff. B12 is the to, one that you literally can't yeah. get from vegan diet. But it's, it's more that people will go to... Like buy vegan chocolate cake because they assume because it's vegan <laughs> that it's really lo- low in calorie. What? Sugar's vegan, guys. Yeah, I know. It, it's funny, but it's like nothing wrong with it not being low calorie. But it's really funny these people that like, especially on Instagram, is so much bullshit. And they're just like, it's so healthy because it's vegan. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's, it's just, just slightly nicer for yeah, the planet. Exactly. But even then, it depends entirely on the processes yeah, involved. I know. I've said it before, and I'll say it again on here. Like, I think that my kind of I'm probably going to eat meat like five-ish times a year. I really enjoyed your degradation of veganism throughout. It has, it's really gone to shit. But you're right, you can't say, because there was a time when I actually was pretty much eating all vegan. And even then, you Well, the minute you drop the word once, even from the very beginning, I did say ish. Um, and I will it would be really extreme that I'd eat actual meat but I do want to be able to sometimes yeah I'm doing something with a chef next weekend and um, she's like someone the people organising it are like oh she's the queen of meat by the way and I was like I've been thinking about saying to her I'll try some then oh my god I think I should I think having meat like five two five maybe even ten times a year is um, 
if, especially if you're super careful about where it's come from and it's snazzy meat, I don't have to put it any other yeah. way than that. I mean, of course, it still caused some harm. But if people are having meat ten times a year, that's not what's fucking the planet. No, and but some vegans I know have got an avocado a day habit. Yeah. That is fucking the planet. But also, like, you've got to wear up. No one's counting how many planes people are getting on. Yeah. And it's like, it's really irritating because also I'm a massive foodie. And that was actually, this is probably when it stopped. I was being really good, kind of flex tone, but more verging on plant-based eating because it wasn't vegan lifestyle. It wasn't... I hadn't thrown away all my leather. Yeah. I think that's the yeah, difference, yeah. Oh, God. It was just the Do food you know, bit. Well, who's throwing it away? Oh, apparently you have to get, you give it away because it's traumatised. I'm not sure. Oh, but, God. I went to Seville with this, my boyfriend. This, like, level of religion, oh, yeah. religiosity in it, I find laughable. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. That's the thing. I it's will t- get some shit It's out. too... It's care. too... It's not... If you can do it, if you've got the time, and to be honest, I do feel bad because I am in a privileged enough position that I could probably afford to do it. Yeah. But mentally, I'm just not there yet. Um, and I don't know if I will be but we went to Seville I went with my boyfriend and I'm such a foodie that I love food really good and the food out there is amazing you can't be vegan in Seville and to me even if I was a full time vegan in England I would leave it like a border so if you fly out of the country you can because I want to try the food that was one of my first things in it when I was like I'll try being vegan and I ended up being way more vegan than I ever planned to be but one of the things on my list was like I'd be like if my mum cooks something it's got dairy in or I'll have it if you know if I'm someone's cooked for me one of the main ones was I don't want because my friend Maya put it to me just really nicely you don't go to she was like but what about travelling all around the world and is there something that they do amazingly yeah you don't get not even from the point of view of it's that on you know you're not vegan or you don't eat which is never I'm never going to be able to choose to eat (laughs) but um, but even if it's just like but you know that shakshuka is like going to be the best shakshuka you ever have and it has got the treat though I found there in the place I want to try it it. yeah and I think what you were saying like the all or nothing thing puts people off because frankly you go from being like well I'm going to get slated if I'm not eating perfect so then people don't do it it's actually so much better if everyone just cuts down and I have cut down loads and also you start buying the milks and very quickly you actually do adapt yeah I haven't drunk cow's milk for a long long time but also again if you're going 100% down that road and treating it like a religion veganism Mm. again from someone with a history of disordered eating you're attaching moral value to food yeah. or not again and, even and, if it's a completely mm. different moral in your head you're like no this is ethics this isn't yeah you know it's not about shame it is but it gives you the license as well when you're out and stuff to be like oh i don't want any cheese and i don't want this and you can yeah. and it, no one can then go to you are you under eating because you can just be like oh i'm vegan i've seen it with a lot of my friends yeah where they will you categorically be so smart about and it looks like it's veganism but actually it's starving yourself it's yeah. just another way of cutting foods out and I've did it before I remember when everyone was gluten intolerant remember from about four <laughs> years ago oh yeah I was gluten intolerant and lactose intolerant self-diagnosed and then <laughs> I was like I get really bad bloating when I eat a pizza yeah it's because you've eaten a large Domino's pizza in 20 minutes so obviously you're going to get a bit of gastro whatever self-diagnosed so then but then I cut it out and then yeah. obviously two years later I actually did couldn't yeah. have it right and that's what people do and then you got and then I had to reintroduce bread really slowly and then my mum joined in she was like oh I'm gluten free too <laughs> so she'd be buying me all this gluten free rice cakes they don't have gluten in them anyway they just, <laughs> they just say everything anything that's like gluten free she'd buy 
And it's like, that's never happened. I feel so sorry for actual celiacs now because everyone just thinks they're a wanker. Oh, yeah, it's all bullshit. But 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 the thing with the milk thing is funny, though, because I haven't since then really drunk cow's milk. But it does actually, to be fair, dairy actually does have too much. And I will refuse cow's milk, but I will go and eat gelato or ice cream because it's worth it for the upset stomach. I agree. I want it then. But so my people get annoyed at me. I'm like, but that milk isn't worth it. I don't want to have like be farting everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. for like a really shitty coffee. But when for gelato, you could put some oat milk in exactly, it, it might be just as nice. Exactly, yeah. if not nicer. Whereas a gelato, like that, is worth my time. Say scrum diddly umptious. Hello. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Really likes an oat milk. You know, she's got a very um, advanced palate. This morning I put. I'm such a wanker. I put a couple of sunflower seeds on his porridge, which he normally just has like with jam and like a few blueberries. But and then he he found like one of the four sunflower seeds, picked it out, and like held it up to my face with his finger and went, "I don't like this green bit." <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. You I don't have to eat eating it. them. I'm really liking them when I was little. Like, he doesn't. He if he knows you snuck it. Oh, he will eat. Them. He will eat crispy kale. Oh yeah, that's but good. But he won't eat like. <laughs> A spring on a green bit within something right. else doesn't like it. It's it feels like it's sweetie. Yeah, yeah. And he'll say things like, "Tell me about this. Is it spicy or is it nice?" <laughs> <laughs> that's good then. Yeah. That's the real, that's, you've got a lot of food that you can say is oh, nice. He eats lots of stuff. He eats spicy stuff. The idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he loves a spicy crisp. Oh, I love that. He, he sounds so much fun. Him. He's so naughty. But I, I'm worried that I'm going to be a weirdo mum because I'll want to give my kid like healthy pack lunches and also don't want to give them an eating disorder. Yeah, so you I'm can only imagine what this really child's going to go to school with. It'll be like really nice and then a whole cake because I don't yeah. want you to feel like you have to restrict yourself. <laughs> Enjoy the food, but have have a pistachio nut and a, and a whole cucumber and a cake. And I don't know. <laughs> do you know what? I can just, I actually get stressed. I think about that. I'm nowhere near having kids. But I actually don't, stressed I think already. about it. I'm worried. I think I'm not having them. Don't do it. That and sex because I really want to talk to my children about sex, but oh, I don't want. Oh, God. I, I, I don't, don't have to do that for ages. No, but like, if I have a girl, I really want to explain touch for her and mm-hmm. then I just feel like I remember Sarah Pascoe saying once she's worried that she'll talk to them about it so much that they'll go to have sex and I'll just see her and I think that's what I'll do really I keep, this is all I think about at the minute I'm like just not having them I can't it's, <laughs> it's so really overwhelming but you know what I swear to God that feeding your child is just the same as feeding yourself in the sense that with the with step removed emotionally because yeah. ultimately you know by the time they are choosing what it is they want to eat to some extent um Top tip number one: don't give them that much choice. Yeah, um, um, but they are—they're somewhere else. So yeah. it's a lot of projection. It's yeah, a lot of, and I think with having a son, similarly on the not eating stuff, I'm like, I'm desperate for you to be gentle. I'm desperate for yeah. you to be considerate, creative. You know, all the things we push on girls. Yeah. Please, you know, I—I I, I don't. I'm not worried if you're upset. Show it, whatever. But I, he's still a fucking violent thug. Right. So much you can do with your projection yeah, of this perfect genderless utopia, but when it comes to food, I feel like it's as far as I'm concerned, um, it's just about not beating yourself up, like, yeah. and not overthinking it in the same way you don't overthink your own food. Yeah, so I do, let them watch you eat as well. Yeah, totally eat together as much as you can, cook for him as often as I can, give him as many flavors to try from the off, from when you're boob feeding through to as soon as they're eating, give them all sorts of interesting things to try. They will like the stuff that you are blown away. It's yeah. Tiny, suckling a lemon My or a bit of chilli. loves it. He wants to try dangerous things. <laughs> like that. And then he'll like really react. If they 
something was spicy, he'll go purple and be like, uh, uh, and then see lip it again because that's what mine is. Yeah. Something will be horrible. She's like, ah, and then he eats it yeah. again because we're perverts. We're all perverts. So funny. But there's like a massive box up there of like lollies, sweets. I'll show you. I'm excited. Um, but like, I mean, there's some kind of you know just topped it up. Oh because, yeah. Because I've topped it up, but there's just straight up chopper chops in there. Oh yeah. I've topped it up. Because every single morning he has something on the walk to nursery, Aww. and if it's something that leaves like like chalky around his face, like this morning it was like this cocoa nip bar thing. I was like, get a tissue out and licking it. Like you can't go in oh, there. Oh, but that's good because I was, wasn't allowed. My mum would never let us have sweets or anything ever in the house. But that was I think that was because she was always mm. in my memory, always reading stuff about how she was an apple. There was always oh, a magazine oh, out God. with some kind of so I think she was always on a diet and probably didn't realise she was taking so much stuff about sugar for herself. Mm. It moved into us. When I went to uni I bought pick a mix every single day. I would go to Tesco's and buy pick a mix because she wouldn't let me have it. And it it made even to this day I'm a bit of a weirdo when it comes to sweets. If my last meal Oh no, that's one of the Oh yeah, 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 I'll get But to that's it a minute. different one. Yeah. But like in life, I always the first thing that comes to my head if you think that you take away all the food, I would just want pick a mix. Yeah. And I genuinely think that's because we weren't allowed it. I used yeah. to steal sweets from my friend Eloise's house. Oh. Her mum had a drawer, and this girl has such a good relationship with food. She yeah. always has. And she, because she was there was allowed chocolate to help in the drawer, the and she'd like look and be like, oh, have a bite of Galaxy, put it back. I'd literally be like, and take a bar and put it in my pocket and be like, yeah. oh my God, it does create weird... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it starts from so young. Yeah, so, so it's probably young. great to give him stuff on the way to school. <laughs> That's where <laughs> I'm I doing. think you've got the whole day to run that off. Oh, also, if you also, get a little sugar high, it's not on my watch. Is good, it's when you're a fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. And I wish that I... Well, that time I spent wasting dieting when I was like 15, I could have been eating uh, sitting down like lights. 20 crumbles. <laughs> but also, yeah, yeah, I think... Well, if it, and also, because he does... I don't... He, we still can't... And you do, you get to observe in this microcosm, in this kind of intense microcosm, the impact that certain foods have oh, on yeah. you. So, like, I mean, if he gets a shit, we all fucking know about it, whatever, but also just mood, he still can't have more than a, like, chalky coins worth of milk chocolate. Oh, or, really? Not, you know, and then he, he just like gets a really bad crash. White chocolate doesn't know he goes, like, he's possessed. Oh. No, half my, an hour. no, so it's, it's this, her it's eyes, the though. It must yeah. be something about the caffeine, the fat, and the sugar together. Yeah. Because he... It's funny, but it's also a meltdown. It's no, a really stressful my meltdown. My sister sent videos watch. and she's like, she looks like she's coming up. Yeah, she, <laughs> she does, they do. E- eats chocolate and her eyes, it's really quick as well. She suddenly is like, and it's all, it's, it's actually quite weird yeah, to it's watch. Really it's really disturbing. Yeah. Rudy, hadn't, Rudy was nearly a year and a half old and he'd never walked. And I gave him chocolate to try for the first time. And I filmed it, obviously, and he was like, <laughs> and then I just got him up out of the high chair and he just walked well, for a minute and a half. Drugs, like yeah, it drugs. was. It's like a new superpower. He didn't know what to do with it. And the walking was amazing, but then it was just like... <laughs> Oh, oh my god! That. So I'm just sort of microdosing because I really want to build this chalky tolerance up. Yeah, that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a wizard does a spell that turns trolls off the internet into real trolls. They thought they were helping, but actually, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Everyone's getting their houses stomped in, and there's massive bridges going up everywhere for them to live under. And they just use their booming voices instead to shout out rape threats and stuff. <gasps> instead. Of using the internet, the wizard has agreed to put them back inside the internet, which it turns out was easier to ignore than we thought. <laughs> but only if you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, 
do a quintathlon. I've made it up. Wow. It's five. You have to do five things <laughs> at altitude with me on your back. Oh my god! Wait. I had to make this intense because you're a fitness person. That's five, isn't it? Oh yes, I've called it a quintathlon okay. because it's a new type. <laughs> <laughs> because you had to do it as a thirty-five-year-old lady on your back. Oh yeah, um, at altitude. It sounds impossible, but you do it. Yay! You're a hero. Um, <laughs> um, so your reward. Uh, other than the adulation of everyone who's, you know, got their f- safety back and lives back, is um, the feast of your dreams. Uh, I want to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with and where. Okay. So I, I, I listen to all of your podcasts. So I've been thinking about this for some time. Oh! And it really stresses me out because oh, I, no, oh, for no. the life of me, fucked. Yeah. But I thought about it and I, I decided I love small plates. Great. Because I like, I think what it is, I'm too indecisive to pick one thing. I do, I'm down with that. So I, I think that. I would like lots of different small platey things. But I need to think more specifically. I always, for some reason, whenever I do think of last meal as well, one thing that pops up and I don't even like it that much, but I think I have to eat it because my brain immediately just goes chicken katsu curry for my mm. which is nice, but I wouldn't say it's my favourite meal, but my brain that's just what comes into my head so I must need I, I must, love that isn't that weird but also it's so amazing that you're like no no I want to want something more sophisticated <laughs> than that like I really wanted to I wanted it to have a you know yeah and I always think it's like, well I'm afraid, that I want, I'm, yeah. I'm afraid I'm scum <laughs> not hardly I no, mean it's still it's weird because I'm like I do like that but I didn't really like it that much so it's not like <laughs> I've ever craved it but whenever that question comes up it's just chicken katsu curry so I guess I have like a mini one of those um, and then oh, it's really hard just trying to think what else I love my brain goes back I always think you want a roast but I think that's just because it's that's almost a bit of like patriotism mm. coming out I don't actually think I need a roast it, co- it comes with company you never yeah. have a roast on your own I think that's about yeah. being surrounded by people who you're either so loved by or so love or or you've just had you know you were out with last night do you know what I mean yeah. adult, it, there's some camaraderie and, and it's really comforting yes. as well I definitely want red wine because mm. I love red wine um, have you got favourite red wine? Well, I wish I did, but I'm really not. I pretend I'm not well versed <laughs> enough. My boyfriend actually does know quite a lot about wine, okay, okay. so I try and remember things that he said. Like, oh, so I love, about it love a Barolo. Oh, that is. is really nice. Mm. Yeah, that's swanky Italian. Yeah, so I come up with stuff like that. I don't actually know, and then I'll try and slip it in at a restaurant when they're asking, and then they'll look at me and I'm thinking, fuck, it's not the right time. <laughs> <laughs> But I yeah, Malbec. If I'm if I'm if I'm in a pub or something, I just will go for a Malbec because yeah. it's generally you can't really yeah, go wrong yeah. with that one. Um, and then who would I be with? I'd probably quite like a big table of just like my boyfriend and all of our mates and yeah. all my uni girlfriend, just loads of people and just kind of endless food is what I'm imagining, like okay. like an actual banquet of just stuff everywhere. Yes. But I, I I'm not being very specific about it, am I? That's fine. So just I, I think just, you can have if you what you want if your feast of your dreams is you want to keep it as a vague concept. Yeah. You'd be the first person who's done that. But actually, I'm so down with that because you can. It's a bit it depends on what you fancy, doesn't it? It's a really hard. Yeah. Question. And do you remember when you used to go? I don't know if you did this for a birthday party when you were like 15. Your parents would take you to like a Chinese restaurant and it'd be like Chinese buffet, and that <sighs> was like. That was like the most amazing thing I'd ever eaten. That seaweed, actually, like, I love that. Oh, that's it's not just actually cabbage seaweed. Yeah, amazing. Deep fried. That. Yes. And then for dessert, it would just be the whole table covered in all the types of pick and mix in the world. Yeah. All of it just cut. I honestly have dreams about eating. I used to have dreams that my bed was like 
a Mars bar or a Jelly Baby. Or, and I'd wake up, like, drooling on my pillow. Oh, <laughs> God, I love it. But, yeah, just pick a mix. I could eat at yeah. any time of the day. I really? used to, My boyfriend and I will go, if we're going to cinema, we'll go and pre-buy our pick a mix. So, because you don't feel like that, obviously. And then he has to hide it, because otherwise I'll eat it before we go, and then we have to go back and get more. Because <laughs> you know what? You've reminded me of something so embarrassing yesterday when we were in the supermarket with Rudy. And Tesco's, which perhaps isn't the, the cleverest move, have put like a shelf. It's obviously to make kids insist to their parents yeah. of pick and mix right by the counters. Yes. But actually, you know, and I've only got one kid on my watch. You can't have them, like, you can't physically hold them to you the whole time. He just went and put his hands in the mini eggs. <laughs> and then, but he was like, Mum. And I was like, turn around. And he was just crazy, a fistful. And the worst thing is, I was like, Rudy, no. And then immediately I thought, I should have just said yes. Yeah. And I should have put them in a bag yeah. because he's done that now. And I was like, I've said it now, so I've got to follow through. I was like, this magazine that we're getting is your treat. And I will put that back unless you stop doing that. Obviously, everybody's looking. And he's just like, oh. And they just put <laughs> massive sweaty hand of mini oh, eggs back that. in the thing and I was like oh, but that was one of what reasons everyone will have been doing but that's one of the reasons why my mum wouldn't let me have pick a mix as well she was like get them from the back because even now <laughs> oh, she's like God. someone spat on them but that's it's my favourite thing children's sweaty filthy you hands and they do not see, wash their hands on them no you see the little bags that have been rolled up and scrunched and put back because it's obviously the children that have filled them up gone to their parents their parents have just said no and all quid, along no the bottom one. it's just all these like I tried that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweet God. Yeah, I know. Oh. So funny. But that is, I, I honestly, I find it very difficult to walk past the pick and mix bit without thinking, oh, oh get I would some. really like one. I actually do. I Sometimes now I just get like five or six. Ooh. It's amazing. So before, I used to spend about, it would be like 15 pounds. It's so expensive. It's really embarrassing. You feel so sick thing. and you just can't stop eating them. <laughs> it's the white rice. It's the fact that you get chocolate and sweets is yeah, what's really yeah, lovely yeah. and the jazzies. Yeah. Mm. Jazzies are the ones with hundreds and thousands yeah. on the white chocolate bun. Yeah, and they do them in dark chocolate now, too. I do, though. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wanted to check them out. Mmm. Delicious. Huge thanks to Anoni for taking the time to blather away with me. We recorded for ages, actually. That was quite the editing effort to get that down to one podcast. Um, But it was so fun. We got on like a house on fire, as you could hear. She's huge on Instagram. If you're not already all over that, she's spelt phonetically on there. So it's U-H-N-O-N-E-E. Bearing in mind, of course, though, she is a fitness wizard. So there's body fitness type pictures on there sometimes in case that sort of does your nut in. That is my warning about that. Listen to her podcast adulting she has some incredible guests and as you just heard she is totally open and charming and fascinating follow the podcast we're on all the socials at the hoovering pod hoovering instagram and twitter have very much a life of their own and facebook actually um, and you can follow me too if you want at jessica fosterkey if you want to email me or find out about all my gigs or the hoovering live shows come to my website jessicafosterkey.com huge thanks to acast for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by emma Corsham, and the music is by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering <laughs> 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.